I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Last day of July. Welcome. It's time for us to review The Last Dance. Upload. It's a show. Oh, yeah. You know, and also since things haven't changed as quickly as we had all hoped, we're going to brainstorm some fun things that we could all do in this different world of ours. I have some new music to share. And of course, if we have time, we'll nerd out on even more. I expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this. I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's foolish. Let's rock it! You ever drive somewhere and think that you're supposed to see mountains and you realize that you aren't seeing mountains and you just, that quote goes through your head over and over and over? <laughs> I mean, have you ever done that? No, but I keep wondering what John Denver would be up to right now if he hadn't died in that plane accident. I know! I think he would have laughed would at that doing? part. That would yeah. have been, yeah, he yeah. would have laughed. He totally would have. He would have cracked up. <laughs> I more often find that I am in a place where there shouldn't be mountains. Mm. And I'm like, what are these mountains doing? So you, you know don't what I mean? have the opposite problem right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Well, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Appreciate you joining us. We we just love being here. I mean, we get to do this all the time. <laughs> it was funny. Somebody was asking me the day, like, you know, I'll ask. I'll say this. It was Chris. Thank you, Chris. He was saying like, you know, if you had all the money in the world, I mean, you know, your, your bank was full. You didn't need to worry about money. He's like, would you still do your show? And I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's where Clearly. it would be the most fun. So because we don't make any money doing exactly. this. So absolutely. I mean, I kind of wish I did, <laughs> but you know, I was I was thinking about this too. If I make money doing the show, like we have sponsors, well, they might want me to change something or not say something. So it's kind of like, Good should point. I do sponsors? I mean, Patreon, yes. And I got to tell you, I would love to just focus more on this show. If it's possible, if it becomes possible, that's my goal. So mm-hmm. you you know how to use Patreon. Patreon.com slash Real Brian Show. Please help us out here. Really love that because I don't want to just get sponsors that dictate what we say or don't say. That's just not no. going to happen. No, no, because no. we want to use lemon pledge on you. We spray it. You smell minty. F- no, lemony. P- I don't even know. <laughs> what if Lemony we what if we reached fresh. out to uh who does Lemon Pledge? Johnson Minwex Johnson, something like that? I don't know. Maybe we should reach out to those guys and have them sponsor the show. And we Maybe could do their ads in her voice. <laughs> and seriously. Be, yeah, no, that's a good idea. And then they'd be like, Wow, you guys are amazing. We'll give Not you seriously. like No, actually that's a good idea. <laughs> you know what's funny though, is like you listen to commercials on podcasts. I mean, I fast forward them all the time. Same kind of thing on YouTube too. It's like, nope, next, next, just skip the yeah, ads. Yeah, you know? I confess I do the same thing. I, yeah. I know I shouldn't, but advertisers understand that three quarters of their audience are going to do that. That's the quarter that don't that they're after. But here's the thing. What if pledge were to come to us and pledge up <laughs> like where I'm going with this? Uh, <laughs> oh, they, oh, oh yeah. They pledged a sponsorship. And we did their ad in our own voices. Well, I'm sorry, in that voice that no, we, we want no. lemon. I mean, we just did the whole ad in. It's not an ad. It's us. 
Do you know how much more people would not skip that? They would be like, dude, I want to hear what these idiots have to say. That's <laughs> true. But then Seth MacFarlane would have his lawyers after us. No, because then we're situation. No, it'll be great. We'd be like Seth. Seth wait, was that Seth? Seth, but yeah, his family. It guy. was. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I'd be yeah. like, no, Seth, you're supposed to be on the show with us. If he comes after us, I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on. Thanks for communicating with us. <laughs> Come be a guest. We got to talk, you know, Orville season three, wherever the heck that is. I know COVID. Come okay. on, people. Book it. Book it. That's right. Hey, Seth, you know what, though? I have heard a little bit about his story. Not a lot. And it would be amazing to actually hear his story from his mouth because I have this sneaking suspicion that he and I are very alike because of who he was as a kid and some of the stuff that he did. I was like, oh, my gosh, I did a lot of that same stuff. So he's well, a hot dog. He's a bro. little. Oh, yeah. Hot dog. He's a little more successful than I am. Diggity dog. Tell you what. Well, hey, captain. Tell you what. I appreciate <laughs> you being here. Hot dog. I appreciate I appreciate being here too, Brian. You know, we did have some hot dogs last night and they are the what are the what are Teton Waters is the brand. Really good. They're like all natural huh. beef. I think it's grass-fed beef, you know. So it's not the whatever the heck most hot dogs are made of, you know, the things you don't want to lips know. and buttholes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is that? Yeah, what are hot yeah. dogs usually made of? Things you don't want to know. Yeah, the lips and God, they taste so good though. Yeah. You were actually correct in other things. <laughs> These hot dogs are made out of actual high quality grass fed beef and boy, they taste so good. Got a little bit of a smoky flavor to them. You know, we, we barbecue them and then mm, that's good stuff, man. I got to write that down so I can Teton waters. Yeah. Teton waters. Uh, You get them at the grocery store. You order them online. I never tried. So you might be able to, but yes, grocery grocery stores. Well, some (laughs) grocery stores. In fact, I'm not even sure how nationwide they are because I think I think they're at well, I mean it would make sense they're out of Wyoming. I think they're out of Wyoming. It would make sense. Yeah, the Grand Tetons. So there you go. Hot dog. Hot dog. Get, get yourself a hot if you like hot dogs and you want something that isn't lips and buttholes, um, that's disgusting, man. But it, I mean, really, when you're when you're getting like those whatever cheap hot dogs, ninety nine cents for a package, you're eating that stuff. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's it's hey. it's bad. All beef, yeah. Lips right. and buttholes have never tasted so good, Brian. <laughs> You can quote me on that. Yeah, there are things that I have eaten in other countries that would sound more disgusting, but the truth is it's a lot better than what are in those hot dogs. I just can't eat those anymore, man. Nuts. Or like nuts. You know, the Johnsonville bratwurst. Yes. Had those, I think in college and like you're cooking them and they're kind of weird and you bite into them and like it's the weirdest crunch. Yeah, they're List. like you, you can't actually break through the shell or whatever the heck that thing is around it. And then it <laughs> squirts in the back of your throat and you're just like gagging you're like, <laughs> and it's disgusting, dude. Oh, and you're the like, wordplay in yeah, this episode. Horrible. Holy cow. It's horrible. And and I was like, I'm never eating these things again. Well, then I went over to Boulder Brats, of course, made in Boulder, Colorado, and those are great. And then, of course, now Teton Waters makes some brats and other types of sausages as well. So it's like Teton Waters, Boulders. That's what I like. It's a good summer food. Or if you're, you know, really brave, you barbecue in the snow in the winter. You good know, times. hot dogs are good winter food in Chicago, places like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Get a hot dog stand on Michigan Avenue. Hot dog. In oh, the dead of February. Though. Those are good. Oh. You got to wonder what's in those hot dogs. Like, are they, are they the, <laughs> the, the 10 cent? Oh, man, but they taste so good. Lips and bottles, right? <laughs> so we celebrated uh, Sarah's birthday on Monday. Which was oh, happy, happy retro birthday, Sarah. Yeah. And she wanted to, you know, get up into the Rocky Mountains and I thought the Rocky Mountains would look Bug a little it. rockier. 
that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know what though? If we could go to Hawaii right now, we would, but it's just not, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah, travel you, on a plane and be around all this right now. So you gotta wait till winter time to go to Hawaii. Well, but even then with everything going on, I don't want to be on a plane right now and I love flying, but I, I don't, don't want to fly. Yeah. And I, you know? I hear you. And you know, the I worst, you, the worst thing is when you get sick on a trip and it's like, well, yeah, like what if you caught COVID on a trip? I mean, that would suck. So oh. it's like, now, you know what? We're just going to drive an hour and enjoy the Rocky mountains because they are a lot rockier. And that John Denver was right. Holy crap. And if you're in that vicinity, you better expect mountains folks to sand. You know, what was really cool was when miss ice first came out here to Colorado. First time she'd seen mountains like that. 2016 been four years already. Holy cow. Wow. She came out. We took her up to the Rocky mountains and I mean just her face and her expressions and everything that she said, this was someone seeing mountains like that for the first time ever. And you know, that's interesting. We love them. They're beautiful, but you do take them a little bit for granted when you're around them all the time. And then when you see that, you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah, I guess, you know, if someone's you know, never really true. seen that, it's, um, it is amazing. It's majestic, you know, and it's, it was really great. So we got to go up into the mountains again, and we went to a different part of Rocky Mountain National Park that we'd never been to before. And it was cool. So we're like, let's take a little hike up to these, you know, waterfalls and stuff like that. Really nice. Not huge, huge, tall, tall ones, but just beautiful cascading falls, you know, and hardly anybody up there. And, oh, you know, the mist is hitting our skin and it smelled nice. And it's just, oh, so beautiful. You know what I mean? You You should start writing a, uh, yeah, I absolutely do. You should start writing a romance novel (laughs) with those lines. All the things I've been talking about. It's terrible, man my mind is going towards beautiful nature and you're just off on this. I'm off on this fishing trip still. It's still, I'm stuck fishing. So last week we went to Mobridge again, South Dakota. I remember a little over a year ago, I was, I was pimping it on the show. Oh yeah. Uh, Went to my, my cousin, Mike's Marina again, my dad, my two brothers again. We caught a lot of fish. My my cousin, Mike's. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good band name. Mike's Marina. Sorry. Mike's Marina. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Christian band, I think maybe <laughs> no, there's not even, a, I know there's not one, but that's a good idea. So we fished for two days again, nice. hot as heck on the lake, like mid nineties. So we yeah. were slathered in sunblock, but we caught a lot of fish. We caught like 12, uh, 14 walleye the first day, 12, the second day, sweet, uh, with a bunch of other fish mixed in. So we just had a really good time. And, uh, and the highlight of that trip, Brian was, we met a guy named Neil Moore, hmm who is solo canoeing from the West coast to New York city. Wow. Uh, You can visit his blog at 22 rivers.com. That's number two, two rivers, no space.com. Okay. Uh, That's his blog. And um, he is the first, first person to record a solo canoe trip from coast to coast in 130 years. Holy cow. Yeah. He just happened to be at the Marina that day. He stopped by for, he stayed there for two nights because uh, of some weather issues. Uh, he was just kind of taking a break, wow. uh, dodging some thunderstorms. And yeah, we got to talk to him for a while and he's a world traveler. He's been all over the world. He Right now he spends his time between Cape Town, South Africa and Taiwan. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, and he nice. teaches and he writes and I think he's a trust fund baby. I don't know. I, I don't know how else, how else he can live like, uh, how else he can afford to live like he does, but yeah. very worldly individual, very smart, very intelligent very good conversationalist. Cool. So check out his blog if you have an interest in that. Yeah, I'll link it in the uh, show notes too so you can go yeah. to realbryanshow.com slash 240 or just Real Brian Show. Look for the most recent episode. Excellent. Yeah. Hot, yeah. hot dog. Hot dog. I'll def- that's really fun. So when you caught the fish, were you doing catch and release or were you eating? 
it. We uh, only released the little ones. On this lake, we kept all the fish, almost all the fish we caught that were, and most of them were keepers. That's the great part. Nice. And, uh, you know, my cousin cleaned them at the end and packaged them up. And my brother, Kalen, took most of the fish what? home with him. He just has a fish fry. I didn't want to mess with it, to be sure, honest. Sure. So I, I let him have the fish I wanted. My brother, Sean, took a few. My dad took a couple. But most of it went to him, my youngest brother. And he's going to have a big fish fry in a few weeks. And uh, everyone's invited but me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just just well, kidding. I don't want to drive that far. So, yeah, it was a really good trip. How to get them? Hot dog. Hot dog. If you haven't caught it already, this is our catchphrase of the week. So join us. Oh yeah. In join case us. You didn't notice. Hot that dog. Catch. Yeah. Join us with this. Speaking of you know catchphrases and origins of sayings and stuff like that. Two more for you. These are oh, fun, yes. man. These are really fun. I really appreciate you doing. I know. This. I, I learn something every time we do them. Too, yeah. So give us two. All right. So this week the first one is when the chips are down. <sighs> We've all heard this saying. When the chips are down. He came through for us. Oh, yeah. Gambling chips or poker chips, as we usually call them, are often used to stand in for real money. And now, again, sorry, folks, this is all some of the intro. Of this is kind of dub, but hear me out. There is evidence that chips were used for this practice in ancient Egypt. I didn't know that. They have been used in the West for many centuries as well. In the United States, during the 1800s, chips were made of ivory and other materials until ivory became too expensive and rare. Hmm. Didn't know that, you know, because I've always thought poker chips were different colors, right? I didn't know yeah. they were all ivory at one point. Then clay chips with a shellac finish were mm. developed. Oh, and then plastic gambling chips came along during the 1950s. Uh, and that's what we've had ever since. So lame. Yeah, but you can do different colors and, con- you know, know, it's so much more versatile, Brian. Where are my um, ivory chips, though? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's like ivory piano keys, you know? Uh, yeah, well, you know, they're, I don't, I've never seen an <laughs> elephant before. I don't think they exist, man. So anyway, go, keep going. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Hot dog. Uh, When the chips are down is an idiom, which comes from these gambling chips, obviously, uh, which such as used in poker in gambling. The time when the chips are down is when the bet has been placed. Interesting. Yeah. So just as this is a crucial moment in gambling, when you may well lose your money, the expression speaks of a critical time in a person's life as an idiom. It has been used since at least the early 1900s, such as in the book flood tide by Frank Yerby. Never heard of it. Published in 1901, probably why, quote, yes, her, that's a mighty good act she pulls, playing up to a man that away, that away is spelled all one word, but it's just an act. When the chips are down, she freezes up quicker in a wink. (laughs) I actually thought that when the chips were down, it meant that your pile of chips, as in like you keep losing money and the chips are literally down. Oh yeah, you, you know, you I'm like down was that? Okay, yeah, like you're yeah. down on your luck. Things are are not going the way you want them to. So this is a little different than I expected. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, see, yeah, look at that. that. Uh, by the way, all that according to idioms online. The next one, Brian, I thought was really interesting. Yes, uh, running amok. We've all heard oh, that yeah. term. Oh, those kids are running amok outside right now. Those boys out there just mm, paint mm, the town red. I'm, I swear, I swear, I'm, I won't have it. I'm going I'm to so, smack them upside the head. Hot dog. Like, you go right ahead there, Tony. <laughs> running amok is commonly used to describe wild or erratic behavior. Obviously. Dang boys. I'm sorry. Hot dog, go, go but, ahead. Go ahead. But the, but the phrase actually began its life as a medical term. Ooh. The saying was popularized in the 18th and 19th centuries when European visitors to Malaysia learned of a peculiar mental affliction that caused otherwise normal tribesmen to go on brutal and seemingly random killing sprees. 
I'm suspecting drugs were involved. Oh, Amok, it's, it's the marijuana again, isn't it? <laughs> probably not. I swear. <laughs> Amuk derived from the quote Amuko, that's A-M-U-C-O, uh, unquote, a band of Javanese and Malay warriors who were known for their penchant to indiscriminate violence. Yeah. Was initially a source of morbid fascination for Westerners. Writing in 1772, the famed explorer, Captain James Cook, I keep forgetting he was that late in history. I thought he was earlier. James Cook noted that, quote, to run amok is to sally forth from the house, kill the person or persons supposed to have injured the amok, and any other person that attempts to impede his passage, unquote. Hmm. So once thought to be the result of possession by evil spirits, the phenomenon later found its way into psychiatric manuals. It remains a diagnosable mental condition to this day. So it's like, I guess I'm trying to understand based on what you just said there, like people kind of just go like they go psycho and they just start murdering people. Yeah. Or destroying things. Who knows? But yeah, running amok. Yeah. I can just picture in a court of law, uh, your honor, my client ran amok <laughs> and we are pleading insanity and please don't kill him. Pretty much. I mean, it would be. So there was a <laughs> Star Trek episode, the original series. Uh-huh. Wasn't it called amok time? I have to look. I don't remember. Now. Yeah, I got to find this because you, if, Brian, should know the answer to that question. Well, I actually don't know the original series as well. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's true. You're, you're all about TNG. Well, I'm, I'm about all of the newer ones because, you know, that right. was the 60s. I, I was only like what, a couple hundred years old at that point. So I don't really know all of the, you <laughs> know, the, the, well, you know, I'm I am a Highlander, right? So anyway, I wanted to find out. Let's see. I, I'm going to look this one up because I'm not sure if this actually exists. Well, maybe maybe I'm just like a muck time. Yeah. Okay. There we go. 1967. That was the name of the episode. And it's spelled AMOK. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, maybe they go crazy. Maybe this. Oh, well, is that not the episode where Sulu does his sword fighting thing where he's a uh, he's fencing? No, no. And- this is one where Spock goes back to Vulcan. Oh, it's okay. So this is where we first learn about Spock's pond far for you Trek fans. Ah. which is the Vulcan mating period, which happens once every seven years or something like that. Oh my. And, oh my. and they basically lose all logic when they get into the pond far and they don't think, and they, 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 they literally go back to like primal whatever actions. So I wonder if that has something to do with it, that he goes crazy and starts murdering people. Who knows? I should go oh watch my. that episode because I don't think I've seen that episode. I know. Oh, you know, all those Vulcans, you were were able to throw some, some, some valuable Trek trivia into that, into (laughs) that throw it in (laughs) origin of saying so good job. Well, you know, I was always like, I I mean, I've heard running amok, but I just remember seeing that because of being a Trek fan, seeing a muck time. I guess I don't think I've ever watched that episode, but I was always like, I don't know what that means. I thought it was like some, I don't know, like a a, a race that they named after a muck or I don't know. I'd say you now just unleashed your superhero, Brian. Hot dog. <laughs> we just figured it out, that gum hot dog. Hot diggity dog. So I'm going to get into this because I think this is kind of a, a fun little thing. It's a little bit of an unleash your superhero, as, as you just mentioned. So thank you for for you know transitioning so nicely. And then that'll kind of tie into something else that I want to nerd out on a little bit, sort of. But I was thinking, maybe I'm the only one thinking that I don't think so, but I don't know if anyone else is thinking this or not. But I feel like COVID in general has sort of put our lives a little bit on hold. If you know what I mean? For sure. Okay. So do you feel like that too? Oh, of course. I think everybody does. So it's okay. Here's a, here's a way to explain it. That might make more sense. I feel like I've been 
sort of holding my breath since March. It's like the announcement came, it came to the United States or, you know, whatever country you're in, you know, and you just like, you just kind of watch and you, you breathe in and you hold your breath. And I feel like I've been literally just in that mode of like, what's next? What's going to happen? What is, is this? All, is this a dream? Is this a joke? Is it over yet? What's happening? It's what it feels is like it real. Yeah. And it's totally, it, it totally feels like that. So I know like, well, some of us are trying to, you know, be safe and distance and wait to see what's going to happen. But I feel like there's obviously, at least for me, I mean, maybe some people, I think introverts in general are probably like, I'm fine, dude. I just do my normal stuff. Nothing's changed for me. <laughs> but for those of us who, you know, have a lot of activities in our life, we do things, we see people, you know, we work at coffee shops, we do whatever, whatever it is, like whatever you do hasn't happened or it hasn't ha- at least if things have reopened, obviously it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But the reality right. is, is like our coffee shops aren't open to just go and hang out and do what we used to do. And our personal gym slash workout program is not open and they're kind of questioning whether or not to reopen. And, you know, I know that a lot of things opened up and people abused the quote safety and then they started shutting everything down again. So it's what it is. Yeah. So I've been in this position of, I guess this holding position, I guess that's really the way to put it. And I didn't realize I was in this holding position because I'm just kind of doing life. We're doing our thing, but I just got to this point where I'm like, all right, it's time to move forward. I mean, it's, it's time to finally say, all right, how does moving forward look like because of everything that's going on? Things are different right now. And what do we need to do? Because even like I can't go to the gym, I can't work out. I am maybe not eating as healthy because it's like, well, who cares? You're not seeing anyone. So I don't need to shave this month. <laughs> don't you hate that evil voice in your head? That's always telling you that eh, who cares? Just do what you do. What you feels best. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's in everybody. And, and, and some people it's in stronger than others, but uh, it yeah. just irritates the hang out of me. Hot dog. Hot dog. And you know what? It's very unhealthy. And honestly, it's been very mild and very quiet. That little voice to the point where it's like, okay, well over the span of the last couple of months, well, I probably gained some weight. In fact, I'm pretty sure I have. I don't feel like I'm living as much as I was. Yeah, for sure. And again, I'm an extrovert. So, you know, I am definitely suffering as an extrovert and most people don't care because they're introverts and they're like, whatever, I'm good. So, (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, but (laughs) I sympathize, Brian. I do. It is so funny when I talk to introverts, they're like, oh, I'm sorry you're going through that, but I'm great. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the sympathy. Um, But I I I totally, I totally understand where you're coming from because one thing that's got to be taught difficult is, uh, you know, when you go hang out in a public place, used to hang out in a public place, you could always see people took for granted uh, the facial cues and such that you could get without a mask. Totally. And now when you're in any public place, uh, depending on the state, the masks hide that body language from people and it's, mm-hmm. and it makes interacting with strangers really difficult. I've found. Oh, yeah. Well, and they don't want to um, interact with you. They want to like run away from you. It's weird. Well, but I mean, even, even, uh, like if I'm interacting with the guy behind the meat counter at the grocery store or the, mm-hmm. or the, uh, the girl at the checkout counter or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm sorry to stereotype genders there. Sorry. folks. No, because you, you had a, <laughs> the person checking you out was a girl. In this case, yeah, yes, and I and they would say something that I couldn't quite hear because the mask was muffling their voice, and so they'd have to repeat yeah. themselves multiple times, and yep. and uh, and I know that happens to everybody, and it irritates a lot of people, and uh, especially the people who are really against wearing masks. Uh, that's you know one of the things they just hate mm-hmm. about that is that 
you can't understand anybody, dang it. And it's a valid argument. So yeah, it's just effect, it's affecting everybody who goes into a public area, yeah. but it's got to really be affecting you. So extroverts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, everybody's affected in a different way. One way, even, even introverts are affected, whether they, you know, are having a great time or not, you know, living at living by themselves, doing whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's funny. Right. Oh, I just been home by myself and I'm having a great time. And you know what? Yes, but <laughs> we are social creatures one way or the other. We are yes. meant for face-to-face communication period. So there is something lacking one way or the other, but yeah, I was just realizing that even though I have, I've done a pretty good job surviving through this. As you know, I am not the kind of person that likes, I mean, we've never lived through something like this before personally. Right. In fact, I think our grandparents, they did, they lived through polio and some other stuff, but most of us, even our parents age really haven't gone through anything like this before. So it's new to us. It's not fun to go through. But it's like, okay, what are we going to do to move forward? Because at least I'm asking myself this, especially. And I kind of got to this point where I'm like, okay, it's happening. It is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it right now. But what I can do is I can move forward and live. And so part of that is the whole self-care healthy thing is like, okay, well, just because I'm not seeing anybody doesn't mean I need to eat right. You know, so I need to do that. I need to, yes, eat my freaking cookie, but I'm going to eat right. And I'm going to eat a little bit more um, vigilantly. (laughs) Vigilant. Vigilantly. Eat a little bit smarter, Vigilant I guess. culinary skills, Brian. Dang right. Hot dog. Find ways to, you know, work out, get exercise, even if our normal places aren't open. And right now, of course, the weather is okay, you know, before winter hits. That's, you know, getting more sleep. Don't, I mean, stress is huge for everybody right now. There's a lot of fear and stress. So I'm finding ways to just be like, you know, I got to let this go. Don't stress. Don't fear. Just kind of move on. So there's a lot of those things. It's that self-care, but that's what I'm doing. I know a lot of businesses have had to shut down, which is really sad and other businesses and or entrepreneurs, whoever's running what are just kind of like, you know, I don't really feel comfortable promoting my stuff right now with everything going on. I don't want to be insensitive <laughs> and I'm kind of like, sorry, I don't want to be insensitive either, but I got to do what I got to do, man. No one else is going to do that for me. So I got to move forward. I got to do what's necessary not to be mean, but if I stay on hold as long as everybody else wants me to stay on hold, then I won't have a job either. I want to work either. And then we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So I got to move forward. So that's me. And then we've, we've been saying this a lot recently. We've been saying this for, well, actually years, but we've been saying it recently more and more is that focusing on what's really good right now, what's positive, what's healthy, et cetera. I can't tell you how many people I've heard this from, dude, I've been over this whole thing since it started. So it's like, I'm over this. Well, Yeah. Doesn't mean you get to be stupid. I'm over 2020 to be completely honest. <laughs> it's just, I mean, this is, this is terrible. Past this. Yeah, past. I'm, I'm way over the negativity that's been going on out there. So it's a bad year in so many ways. Honestly. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. But, but Hey, you know what? That's just to, to say that really goes against the grain of the show. To be honest, uh, yeah. there's a lot that there's a lot of fantastic stuff that's happened this year, to be honest. And I'm really glad that I get to experience those things in the midst of all this stuff going on, like my fishing trip, like the other fishing trip, like getting to have a dinner with you and Sarah in the park a couple months ago, totally distanced. We had a great time. It was. Yeah. And it Um, worked. It was a great solution. Just little things like that. You just have to, you have to take time to really appreciate those things that you are, that you are able to do even in spite of everything going on. See, and that's been the challenge for me because I have had this overwhelming negative realization that, you know, the things that I normally get to do, I, I can't do. And so I feel like I'm just not living, 
but even though there's yeah. like these little good things going on and it's like they're happening, but it's like I get one good thing to 10 bad things. True. Yeah. And, and, it, so, and like, I, and like you said, as an, in, as an extrovert, that's a, it's, it's magnified. Yeah. So. But you know, you're right. Is that if I'm focusing on what is good, then I'm going to not see what's bad as much. And that's right. just that constant challenge you got to do. Like it's a choice. It's kind of what it comes down to is that we cannot control the circumstances right now. We can't force positive circumstances, but we can choose our thoughts. We can choose our responses. Obviously it's not easy because I'm having a hard time with that. It's what I get to do. Yes, but it's also what I absolutely need to do right now for my own health and also just for the health of others. So yeah, the other thing too is like, I want to have fun and there's a lot of things we can't do that. I normally get to do that are fun, but there are other things that I get to do, but a lot of people have been saying like I'm over COVID and so I'm just going to go out and do whatever I want. And unfortunately, some people that's got sick just a little. Yeah, that's a and little some bit inconsiderate. People, <laughs> some people got dead. They did. They were like, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. This isn't real. I'm good. They're dead right now. I'm sorry, but I mean, I know these people that died because they chose to. I didn't know them personally, but I know who they are. They chose to just not care. So I want to have fun. I am over COVID, but I want to be safe and wise. So this kind of goes to like, we can brainstorm this stuff. Like I want to stay healthy. I don't want to be. I don't want to be dealing with the stuff. I want to respect those around me. So it's like, I want to have fun. I want to live a fulfilled life because it benefits me. And of course it benefits those around me and uh, you know, I'll be healthy and all that. So this kind of transitions into the thing of that's where I'm personally at. Maybe some of you are not at the same place and you're kind of like, Brian, man, you're messed up, dude. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, that's fine. I mean, <clears throat> we all- who says that <laughs> everybody who's not where you're at. <laughs> you know, well, at right, least I'm understood. not there. You know, you know how we judge people. So my thing is, is if you are even remotely in any kind of a similar thought process, circumstance, whatever, even if you're an introvert or you're thinking something different, that's fine. But the thing is, is acknowledging that yes, what's going on kind of sucks, you know, and yes, it's affected us, but let's move on. Let's live. Let's live. Let's have fun. Let's have fulfilled. Let's move forward. And if for some reason, things don't get back to the way that we're quote normal in the near future. I mean, I I think they will. I hope they will eventually, hopefully sooner than later, but we don't know when that's going to happen. And unfortunately, because people have not been, you know, respecting the let's be safe and wise kind of, that's not really a rule as much as it is the uh, common sense, you know, let's be safe and wise because people have a standpoint. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's common sense to us. Whatever be safe and wise. People haven't been respecting that. And so as a result, things have gotten significantly worse here in the States. Ironically, the other countries actually aren't as bad, but the States are bad. And so some people have started to shut down again and they're predicting that we're going to be pretty shut down for the fall and winter, which is a really long time. Yes. If that happens, hopefully Although, that won't. Brian, the older you are, the faster that'll go. And not when you're an extrovert. Seeing the silver lining. (laughs) I know, I know. So (laughs) if that does happen, or even if we can't get back to normal as as soon as we'd like, this is where I want to brainstorm. And by the way, yeah, Captain Influence and I can come up with some fun ideas, but this is where I'm asking you, what cool creative alternatives can we come up with to have fun, to live fulfilled, to love life, and to, uh, to be healthy and all that? Everything that we just talked about. What kind of cool alternatives? And I actually want to hear your ideas because you might think, well, this would be fun for me, but you know, no one else is going to care. Well, we might. That's the thing. Like if you share your idea, we might be like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought of that. So, and you never know who you might influence. Oh, exactly. Just like you, Tony. 
That's right. So let's get creative. What, what are some cool alternatives that we could do if things don't return to normal as soon as we like, what, what are some good ideas? Captain. My first and primary off the top of my head, and this is a little generic, but it's, I'm super serious about it is spend more time outdoors. Yeah. Even if it's in the middle of winter, bundle up, go for a walk, enjoy the crisp, cool air. If you don't live in Phoenix or something, uh, and if you live in Phoenix, enjoy the nice balmy 70 degree weather. Yeah. Just get outside more, just get outside more, put the video games down, put the book down, listen to the audio book in your Apple AirPods, baby. Yeah. Just get outdoors, get outdoors, download Pokemon go on your <laughs> phone or something and chase Pokemons around a town, whatever. That's the best advice I can even think of for moving forward. Yeah. And I'm also trying to take that challenge on as well without the Pokemon go. Yeah. You know, and I, I think those are some good ideas and, there are a lot of outdoor things you can do. I mean, even just taking a drive, you just know, walk. well, yeah, walking exercise again, getting outside and getting some vitamin D exercising in some way or another. But you know, if it's so cold, you can't do that or, you know, just go for a little drive. I mean, gas, if they start shutting down things again, gas will be cheap. So do it. Have fun. <laughs> That's true. Good. I mean, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of fun things. You know, I mean, the maybe somebody likes espressos and just loves to go to the coffee shop for espressos. Maybe it's time to buy a home espresso machine and just make your espressos at home. And I can't, but you know, even then there's a lot of the coffee and then shops take are, them on a walk. Yeah. A lot of the coffee shops are still selling stuff. You can go through the drive through and pick them up and then enjoy right. your espresso outside or something. You know, there's, there's options for us. Getting up into the mountains more has been fun. A lot of people have been like, dude, you guys are going up there a lot. I'm like, well, yeah, because you can't do everything else we normally do and we're having a good time with it. So why right. not? So, you know, wherever, natural areas you guys have close to your home. Go for it. I mean, of course there's the, the typical gaming stuff, which, you know, we do anyway, but I'm enjoying it. And it's something it, it is funny when you hear people saying, yeah, I need to catch up with this person. I haven't talked to them in a while. And I'm like, you know, I talk to most of my friends all the time because we're gaming. That's our right. time to hang out. And so that's really cool. I don't get to talk to everybody like that because not all my friends game or game with me or whatever, but you know, it's a or nice little hangout. Time. True. Yeah, that's true. Then of course we've mentioned this before the use your webcam and do some board gaming or card games if you can that way over the internet. But man, I mean, honestly, I am looking for more ideas because we like going to the basketball games and the volleyball games. They're still trying to make that happen, but I'm kind of like, I don't know how. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of a, I don't know how to replace that because watching it on TV or if it's an online streamed game, it's just not the same no matter what you do. There's also a, an inverse of that for the ball players themselves. I was just a, uh, the, Major League Baseball season just started this last weekend and really late, obviously. And one of the games, I think it was the Twins and the White Sox last week. It was in Chicago and the White Sox had these cardboard cutouts of people <laughs> filling the first couple rows of the stadium, but yeah. nobody was there. So to be the players playing in that atmosphere, I mean, the crowds has, is half at least half the atmosphere of the game. Oh, uh, yeah. if you're playing. And so that's gotta be it. weird. It's gotta like, like the whole season feels like practice to them or something. Yeah. So there's that as well. It's affecting the players as well as the fans. You but. know, the NBA is doing something kind of interesting and I, I haven't looked too deeply into the technology and how it works, but it is something where at the courts right now, they have these giant screens that surround the court and mm. somehow, I don't know how they're doing this, but somehow if you, are part of this service and you have a, a camera of some kind, it's actually showing you like in the seat 
and it's somehow <laughs> edited that there's actually like real people watching the game that are in those seats. And so That's the players are actually seeing real people with with vid cams, whatever that is that they're using. And yeah, I mean, so it actually to the players. I mean, it's not real because they're not really there, but these are real sure. people being put on the screens kind of together. And again, I don't know how the technology works, but it's yeah. cool. What a good idea. They need something like interesting. That. Yeah, I don't even know how you get in on it because I mean somehow you get in on it and actually feels like you're there too. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's a VR thing. I'm not sure, but I know they had VR courtside stuff for a while too, where you'd be watching the games and like you'd look around and you'd see like the actual court and the actual fans because the cameras there were somehow showing everything. And I don't know how that worked, but pretty cool. Crazy. And yeah. it's going to get better as years go on. Totally. Uh, and maybe this whole COVID situation will speed up the development of that technology. Totally. Well, really, we would love some ideas here because I know there's a ton of other ideas that we could come up, you know, that are out there and I haven't thought of them. So looking for some good ideas, please share your ideas of great alternatives that, you know, and even to extroverts, what are some great alternatives to not being able to see people in person? And I mean, there's really not a lot of alternatives, but there's gotta be something. So I'm looking for ideas. Love for you to share them we can all benefit from them. So we'll share some of the ideas we get next week. It'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to get into the last dance. Speaking of basketball, speaking of uh, basketball, just a minute, but I wanted to share two quick things here. One was I did finish the movie snow, the snow of the movie, you know, not the Ah, show. And is that a weird movie? (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah. People are saying, was it good? I would say for the most part, there are some parts that I'm like, that was not very good, but some of it's (laughs) most of it's good. And then at the very end, it's like, what happened? And I'm like, I have no idea what just happened and why all that happened. And yeah, so I don't know if it's really worth (laughs) watching or not. I mean, it it was interesting. It was I'm glad I did simply because I'm enjoying the TV show. Yes. So if you're watching the TV show, yeah, it might be interesting to watch the movie. The TV show so far for me, I haven't even finished it yet, is significantly better than the movie. Significantly better. Yes, it's like they took they took this concept that somehow actually got released to the public. And, you know, and did a decent job, in my opinion. I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't remember much about it, except that a bunch of interesting looking people were cast in it. But the TV series, it's just it, it just totally expands on that concept. Yeah. Turns it into a 10 episode first season and leaves you in a cliffhanger at the end. And yeah. it's, it's pretty darn good. So, well, and what's nice about the TV show is that, or well, I'm going to rephrase that. What's nice about me watching the movie is that it makes me want to watch the TV show that much more. For mm-hmm. some reason. So Good. I'm excited. Now I You'll like it. I've been watching um, warrior none, which I've been having fun with. And then I actually stopped that. Here's the thing. So last week I was going to get on and talk about the TV show upload, which is on Amazon prime. And it is Greg Daniels from the office. He created it. Robbie Amell is in it. Stephen Amell's cousin. And I was like, okay, I'll watch this. It's a, it's a sci-fi comedy. It's, you know, Greg Daniels. So it's got to have some of the office wit to it. I watched the first episode and I was just like, um, no, like not my thing. (laughs) This is weird. And it's like they were forcing humor. I mean, come on. The office was mostly just clever, witty humor and it was pretty natural. This felt very forced and they also, let's just say they put stuff in there that is over the top. Like this is going to be funny. So we're going to, we're going to shock value you to the point of making you feel uncomfortable laugh, Uh, which I don't like that stuff. I'm not the kind of over the top humor. I don't laugh at stuff that makes me uncomfortable. 
it's just it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like shock value. I don't like that stuff. And there was a lot of that in episode one and in episode two. And I was just like, yeah, I don't like this. Well, everybody's been like, oh my gosh, it's such a good show. It's such a good. If they've seen it, it's such a good. You got to totally watch it. Okay, fine. So I'll push through episode two. Good for you, man. Episode two was a little better than episode one, but still not great. But it started the story the actual story that you want to know about. And I was like, okay, now that is interesting. So I want to know what's going on with the story. Still don't like the shock value. I mean, let's be honest. It does not add to the show. It actually makes me want to turn it off. So interesting. Sorry, Greg Daniels. You shouldn't do that, dude. You were genius with the office. Don't overdo it. Yeah, I don't like what they did. Well, interestingly enough, I kept going. Episode three hooked me. And as the season went on, the story got better and the shock value and over the top humor kind of just went away interesting once in a while they would throw something in but whatever they did in episodes one and two really minimized towards the end of the season and in fact the humor towards the end of the season was much more office like or parks and rec you know i don't even know but stuff like that that's just like this is hilarious now i'm laughing again so i don't know what the heck they were thinking in episodes one and two i thought those were terrible episodes they had to feel their way man that's i I, I, I actually get that yeah that's true uh, yeah I'm glad they felt their way to success, Brian. Yeah. And you know, I was completely sucked in. Love the story. They leave you on a freaking cliffhanger. <sighs> Darn it. But it's 10 episodes, 23 minutes each. It goes fast. Easy to yep. binge. And yep. Now we have to wait to see what happens. So um, I liked it. I mean, again, you know what I didn't like. I'm warning you now in case you don't like that stuff either, but the story was actually really good. If you can get past it like Brian did, sounds like yeah. it's worth it. I'm, I'm going to check it out now that you've made it through the stumbling parts and, uh, and it ended up finishing strong. I'm going to, I'm going to watch that stuff. Hot dog. Hot dog. And you know what? I know I'm a little sensitive when it comes to that shock value. I don't like that stuff. You're, Brian, you're what they call in South Dakota, a snowflake. <laughs> Do continue. I would like to say that I have values that I like to not, you know, see that crap. Um, but anyway, <laughs> no, some people aren't going to care about that. So you're going to be like, that's not that big of a deal, but for me it is. So anyway, there you go. All right. Now let's talk the last dance because we said we were going to talk about this and we were kind of waiting for miss ice and it's okay. We're going to talk about it now. And here's the other reason we're going to talk about it now instead of waiting longer is because it is now finally on Netflix. And by the way, oh. it's a Netflix created show. So you don't have anybody, to watch it on VPN anymore yeah, or, you know, catch it live on YouTube TV or whatever the heck you use for your right. TV service, you know, or record it, <laughs> record it. Remember when you record things like you still do. That's what we yeah. do. TiVo's are just built in now, isn't it? Well, yeah, except it's just, I'd like to save this and we'll add it to your library when it records. Exactly. With commercials. Awesome? Yeah. Well, it's on Netflix finally. So it's now widely available to most people. And so there you go. Now you can watch it. And here is our recommendation. So go for it, Captain. Dude. So as I've hinted a few other times on the show, I cannot recommend this docuseries enough. 10 out of 10 in so many ways. It's 10 episodes, about 50 minutes each. So close to an hour each episode. I was never a basketball enthusiast when I, you know, all my life, even now. But I grew up all through my teenage and preteen years knowing who Michael Jordan was. Mm-hmm. and knowing that he was the goat in basketball, the greatest of all time. Yeah. He was everywhere and you literally couldn't be unaware of him, right? I yeah. mean, he was you didn't have to even know what basketball was to know who Michael Jordan was. He was an international um, star regardless. It was crazy. He was at least as big as Michael Jackson and Madonna, etc. Oh, he was bigger. And he Prince was bigger. So, yeah, probably. This series grabbed hold of me right off the bat. 
from episode one and really made the history and exploits of MJ and his teammates uh, and the sport in general Mm -hmm. really interesting to me. Not so far as to make me start watching it, but still, again, not a basketball enthusiast, loved this series. Mm -hmm. Which is a huge praise, by the way. Oh, totally. For anybody who doesn't like a subject or didn't think they like a subject, for them to really enjoy a documentary about that subject, that says something. Still surprises me, though, Brian, that the producers were able to find enough compelling content to fill 10 50-minute long episodes. Yeah. So that's 500 minutes of documentary, and they were all good from 1 to 10. 100%. There was not a slow episode. Yeah, that's true. I also learned that there are a lot of pro-level playoff games that are down to the wire, and there were some really good playoff series back in the 90s. Yeah, I watched them, dude, live. Yeah. (laughs) They were so good. (laughs) And I did not. Yeah. (laughs) But that's awesome that you got to. So I kind of envy you in that regard. I also learned that Michael Jordan is a true alpha male pretty much as alpha as they get. Uh, And he does act the part. He's fairly arrogant, a little bit of a bully, but he's not a complete, I would never classify him as a complete jerk. He just was so passionate and driven to be the best and to be surrounded by the best that sometimes it rubbed wrong on the wrong people. And I totally understand that. He delivers consistently. So what can you say? In conclusion, I will definitely rewatch this in a couple of years. Uh, and And I'm so glad you can watch it in the States now on netflix yeah so if you didn't catch it live and stuff yeah right cool man well again just beautiful that that's a great recommendation the only thing that i'm gonna say about it because i know some people definitely have uh, a sensitivity to this and i totally respect that there is a lot of language in it so the youtube tv or whatever slang whatever the heck you guys watch tv on those were all edited So those were clean, but if you're going to watch it on Netflix, it's definitely not going to be edited and there's a lot of language. So if language bothers you, you're probably not going to want to watch this. Just throwing that out there. Fair enough. If you can get past it or if it doesn't bother you, then yeah, totally highly recommend it. It's really, really good. I'm not going to give too much away. You you had a great review there. I'm just going to throw in a couple more things that I thought was interesting. I'm going to say this one for last because this is a real positive way to kind of go even interestingly along with what we were already talking about today. Yeah. Now you mentioned that Jordan, he got things done. Like, so what can you say? Right. Interestingly, yes, that is true. He was a true aficionado in his craft. He got out there and he delivered wins, delivered championships because he was that good. I also realized unanimously. So yeah, I mean, everybody agrees. Yeah. I also realized the positive of this is that Jordan, he was fantastic. He worked hard. He was single focused. He made it happen, competed. Like you said, he just, he got, the job done exactly as it was supposed to be done. That's how good he was. That's how amazing and how driven he was and how focused he was. I also, however, realized I would not want to be friends with this guy. It's, it's really <laughs> weird because, you know, you you have this this vision. I mean, like I said, I knew who Jordan was. I wasn't a, I wasn't a Jordan fan because I was a Suns fan. I wasn't a Bulls fan and the Bulls beat the Suns and that championship. Yes, saw it live was very questionable with the calls from the refs. Ah, and okay. even though, you know, yeah, I think Chicago was pro- no, you know what, though? I think there was even something in there that was saying that uh, when they were playing Phoenix, that that Phoenix team was really good and yeah. that they should have won. And that I agree that the Phoenix team was actually probably a better team than that Bulls team at that time. And I remember wholeheartedly like watching these calls from the refs going, what? Like, how are you seeing this? And it was going on throughout the series. And I fully still believe that that series would have been different if the ref calls had been fair. (laughs) Uh, So, but this goes back to, and you'll even hear this about with LeBron, James Harden, some of the guys that are playing right now, the refs allow those guys to get away with things. 
and it's yeah. either because of well they're superstars i don't want to whatever or it's because these guys have gotten so good at hiding what they do that the refs don't see it i see but yeah. the cameras show it so it's kind of like that's clearly a, a major foul but whatever so <laughs> that is something that is very well known in the nba that this has been happening for a long time well, Jordan used to get away with stuff all the time. Oh my gosh. It was annoying to watch unless you were a Bulls fan. If you were a Bulls fan, you thought it was cool. But if you weren't a Bulls fan, you were like, oh, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I can see that. This all goes back to that. I was not a huge Jordan fan simply because I was not a Bulls fan and they were nemesis to the Suns at that time. But I respected the guy and I thought it'd still be cool to meet Michael Jordan. After watching this, I'm like, I actually don't care to meet him. <laughs> here's the thing like he's not the kind of guy I'd want to be friends with because yes he's driven he's got amazing talent but like I know guys like him in fact I'm thinking of a couple in particular that are very similar to that personality and they're not nice people yeah they're just not they kind of follow themselves narcissistic a little bit they're very proud like a huge amounts of pride they're always right like if you challenge them they will destroy you because they're <laughs> never wrong in their minds yeah, I wouldn't say they're necessarily full of themselves because they judge themselves very harshly too. So okay. they're not exactly like narcissistic as much as they are extremely prideful, horribly prideful. Okay. That's a distinction too. So that's important. Yeah, they'll berate you. So and interesting because, you know, I've, I've played basketball with guys like this too and you miss a shot. Well, who doesn't miss a shot? They will destroy you. They will berate you. They will, they will like bring you down to worm level because you missed a or shot. try. Well, yeah. yeah, they'll try. They'll judge you harshly because in their minds, they're better than you. You'll never be as good as them. If you actually do anything that might challenge them or actually might be slightly better, they'll fight you. They'll destroy you. They'll get mad at you. And in my they'll opinion, intimidate you. Yeah. In my opinion, they're incredibly fiercely competitive to an unhealthy level. Yes. Like I you see. said, it yeah. gets the job done. It, well, by the way, it also puts you in the hall of fame, but it doesn't win friends. And a lot of people even said that about Michael Jordan in this, that, you know, they were yes. like, well, you know, I respected the guy. He got the stuff done, but he was a beep. You know, they said that about him that uh, on several occasions, even some of his teammates in the end, they all agreed that they totally respected totally you know, who, he, who he was and what he did for the sport. But yeah. a lot of them did come out and say he was kind of a jerk and a bully. So yeah, yeah. well, and <laughs> or he could goes, be at least that's well, exactly even his bodyguard or whatever. I don't know if he was a bodyguard or handler or whatever. I don't remember the guy's name, but he even said, he said, you know, when you're, when you're in Michael's corner, he took care of you. He got your back. Mm -hmm. So he very much took care of his own, the people that he, he really loved and respected. So there wasn't right. anything like that. And interestingly too, is like the guys that even I'm thinking of. And by the way, I, I've never seen this in a woman. I'm sure it, it exists. I'm sure there are women oh, out sure. there that are very much like this, but I've only ever seen it in men this level of alpha as you talk about even in the alpha women that I've known have even come close to this. That's not an attack. That's actually kind of like a good thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that's that's a compliment. Yes. Yeah, that being said, a though, very generalized that, compliment. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, this is specifically to my own experiences with all the <laughs> men and women I've known personally, but I don't know everyone. So I know I know most people and no, I was kidding. I only know about three quarters of the world's population. The thing about this is that even the guys that I know that that's why I'm saying guys who are like this. I do respect them and what they've done, but it's been very hard for me to like them. Yeah. So I yeah, it goes along. I with get this. It. That's the interesting thing that I think I realized from all of this, but then the cool positive thing that I took away because I, it was a, sadly, it was such a 
short little comment and that was it. And they should have really focused on this. Someone was saying about Michael Jordan that he did not worry about the future. He didn't live in the past. He lived in the present moment all the time. And I just was like, wow, that is essential for every single person on this planet. That's a, yeah, that's you're right. That was so I remember that. And they passed over it very quickly because it feels like the most of us look backwards too much. Some of us look forward too much and not enough of us look right now all the time. And he was definitely that, that dude. So, you know, I heard, and I don't know um, the exact quote, but I heard that if you're living in the past too much, that will create like depression and or regret or sadness. And Mm -hmm. if you're living in the future, it creates fear and anxiety. And if you're living in the present, it creates peace and contentment. Yeah. And joy. Yeah. I like that. It's something like that. that. Makes sense. Yeah. So I just thought, man, and when they said that Michael did that, I was just like, and you know what though? Even listening to him and everything, even though like, okay, he was kind of a jerk, but he was driven and he got it done. It's like, I actually really believe that he's someone who lives in the present moment and didn't really worry much. And I thought, man, in that sense, we got to be more like Mike. Yeah. Be like Mike. (laughs) I want to be like Mike. Cool. Great show. Go check it out. That's our recommendation for it. Heck yeah. Watch it. Well, on that note, I have three new things for music. I'm going to say things because it involves artists slash albums slash songs. It's three though. I'll three. put it in the list. Tres. The, tres, yes. Trois. The Spotify playlist for TRBS 2020. Go check it out. Follow it. You'll get all this music, but you know, I'm a huge Ellie Goulding fan. I have been yeah. for, for many years. I, I like old school Ellie Goulding a lot. I haven't heard anything new from her yet, but some of the new album sounds old school. Not all. Oh, of it. really? Yeah. And that's what I was so excited about because one, I'm like, Ooh, a new album. And I listened to some of the stuff and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. There's a song here you might like. It's called Love I'm Given. And to me, it feels very old school, like first, second album, kind of Ellie Goulding. Probably more oh, second okay. album, but it's so good. I'll check it out on your uh, your list. Yeah. Playlist. I don't know why I haven't discovered these these girls. I think it's all girls. It looked like all girls. Anyway, we're going to go with that. I, I don't know why. <laughs> you never I know anymore, Brian. Yeah, well, <laughs> it looked like it. Uh, I don't know why I haven't discovered this band sooner. And it's called Eclipse with a K they're like this string quartet kind of thing. And it's kind of like the piano guys slash oh, what's that cello. Anyway, I don't remember all those. Oh, I know exactly who they are. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Know clips. And yeah. so they have an album that dub. I think they have a couple of albums that does remakes of popular songs and they have their latest album is I, I think it's all original because I, I don't recognize any of the tunes. So I think it's all original, but dang, it's good. A it, little bit Lindsay Sterling ish. I mean, yes. as far as except with four instruments instead of one. Yep. fantastic it's all instrumental highly recommend them and i'm saying the band eclipse but i'll put a couple of songs in that trbs 2020 mix if you like that style of music it's incredible and then another one that's just totally different you know me let's get eclectic here dream state logic now this is not a new band let me rephrase that it might be because the only thing available on spotify is from this year so oh, okay. I think it's a dude actually that I don't know if it's a band or if it's just the dude that does all kinds of stuff on his keyboards and synths and all that, but electronica then. Yeah, but it's like super ethereal and chill. I mean like, oh, okay. like sounds om- like I would like that. Yeah, yeah, it's relaxing. It's the kind of thing where if you're just playing some chill games or, you know, you're just kind of hanging out at night and just wanting to kind of calm down or reading a book or something, you know, whatever. If you want music in the background, that's just kind of chill. Oh, okay. wow. Fantastic. Sweet. I'm getting into Spotify right now, checking them out. Yeah. So there you go, man. That's my recommendations. Again, I'll put one piece of music from dream state logic. I'll do probably two from eclipse 
and I'll put that new Ellie Goulding song on there too. But again, check out their albums. There you have it. Hot dog. Hot doggity diggity. You know what it's time for? Mr. Influence. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. If I ever feel like I'm being followed, I start to hum the hit 80s song, Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. That way, at least they know that I know. You know what the music means. It's time yes. to go. All right. Well, uh, all of this stuff is uh, <laughs> hot dog. Everything we mentioned is going to be in the show notes over at realbryanshow.com slash 240. If you forget the number, just go to realbryanshow.com. We'll be back next week, of course. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Captain, thank you. Oh, it's been fun. Meantime, have yourself a fantastic week. Real Brian Show, shining out. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com. Hot dog.